first time. And uh, so I wish my wife a happy birthday today. Today is her birthday. And she thought it, she thought there would be nothing better to do on her birthday than come and hear me preach. So that's the reason why she's here today. She just, she just wanted to hear my voice, uh, booming over the PA system. So wish her a happy birthday. And somebody asked me, said, are you doing anything special for her? I said, yeah. I said, I'm cooking today. That ought to be special enough, but she's, she, uh, she gets her presents in advance, so um, I have nothing else to offer, so don't think of you getting something else today. It's done. It's over. It's, uh, I, I've spent all I can spend and all I can afford. But uh, anyway, let's, um, I, I, want to, I want to tell you, you know, people take lightly what we do um, in activities, and uh, people do not think it's very important. But I want to, I want to let you know what we've done uh, yesterday evening is part of the Acts Church. And it's part of what they've done. We say that we are, uh, we are the, the book of Acts Church. That's what we believe. We do the Acts of the Apostles. But the Scripture tells us in Acts chapter 2, that's our favorite chapter, I guess, in the book of Acts. Uh, and that's where the Holy Ghost is poured out and the plan of salvation is revealed unto the Gentile world, to the whole world. And um, then it tells us what they did. And in verse number 42 it says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. So you want to know why Pentecostals eat so much? It's biblical. That's what they done in the book of Acts. They ate. They had fellowship. And I want to tell you, fellowship is very important. Getting together with God's people is very important, and you should never take it lightly. It's part of what the Acts Church did, and it's part of what we need to continue to do. I know everybody's busy, and everybody's got their own little thing, but I want to tell you, if there is a penny push going on at the church, you need to be at the church functions. That's kind of that's kind of that's kind of lame, but I want to tell you what's going on at the church is the most important thing that you're ever going to be part of in your life is what's happening at the church. So whatever's going on at the church, or around the church, our church functions, you need to be at them. Can I get a better hand clap than the previous one? Amen. Amen. So, no, I'm not just to announce something else that we're going to be doing. I just thought that, uh, you know, people take so many things for granted and so many things lightly. And, um, and you know, people need, need people. You need one another. I need you and more than some of you think you need me. Because the Bible says, you know, you, you, you got to have a preacher. So here I am. And uh, so, so we need one another. We need the fellowship of God's wonderful people. And uh, you think people don't need one another. You look at world 
and society of the world. And this is not what I'm going to preach, but uh, let me say this before I get into the Word of the Lord. You look at the world and how much the world's society is dependent upon people. You say you don't need anybody, but you're on Facebook and you're on Instagram. You're connected to all kinds of people and you don't need anybody. You need people. You need people. And uh, we say we don't need people, but we go to places where people are at. We need one another. The Bible tells us in the Word of God that we are stronger together. No man is an island. And I want to tell you, when you get on an island by yourself, you're easy to be overcome and easy prey for the adversary. So we need one another. If you have your Bibles, turn to Exodus chapter number 12. Exodus chapter number 12 and verse number 11. And then I'm going to skip down and read verses number 35 and verse number 6. This is a very uh, important uh, scripture. I think all scripture is very important. But this gives us direction of the Exodus. That's what the book of Exodus is. It is the book of Exodus. They were exiting out of Egypt. And uh, it is telling us some of the events that happened and what they were prepared for. Exodus chapter number 12 and verse number 11. If you would, uh, somebody bring me that other battery that's in that deal. I think this battery is going bad. Um, back there. Oh, you got it. All right. Looky there, man. He is thinking. These things used to make me nervous, and I'd forget everything, but it don't bother me, so don't think I'm about to quit. Um, and also, while I'm thinking about that, boy, we had some good fellowship this morning at the men's uh, fellowship and prayer. And boy, we had breakfast this morning. We had we had scrambled eggs. We had biscuits and gravy and sausage, orange juice, Coke, Dr. Pepper. I am not in the least little bit hungry. That's the reason why I said just go ahead and sing two songs. we got plenty of time today. Amen. So I encourage you men, come over and we have fellowship together. And uh, then we pray together before we come to the house of God. Exodus chapter 12, verse number 11. The Bible says, and thus shall ye eat it. This is a command to the children of Israel. Uh, and uh, he said, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Then skipping to verse number 35, the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses and borrowed of the Egyptians Jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent unto them such things as they required. And they spoiled the Egyptians. 
Let's put our Bibles down, lift our hands toward heaven, and ask God to help us today. God, we love you today. We thank you, Savior, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your blessings. Come on, lift up your voice and talk to God right now. I pray for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I pray for your blessings in this house this morning. Let the glory and the power of God fill this place, God, and we'll give you the praise. We'll give you the glory and you the honor. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Clap your hands under the Lord, everybody. Now with that clap, shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Turn these monitors up just a little bit. I want to talk to you this morning from this subject. I want you to, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say this. Take it all. Tell them, tell them like you mean it. Take it all. Now I want you to look at that same neighbor and say, you're going to need it. Say you're going to need it like you mean it. Amen. That's what I want to talk about this morning. Take it all, you're going to need it. The Bible is telling us here in the book of Exodus of the Exodus of the children of Israel. And uh, he says that the children of Israel are getting ready to leave the land of Egypt. Uh, they had promised for a deliverer, or they had prayed for a deliverer for many, many years. I think somewhere around 400 years they prayed for a deliverer, and God sent them Moses. And Moses was ready to lead the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. There was one last plague that was to take place in the land of Egypt. And God had already determined, this is all the plan and the will of God, that immediately following this, that Pharaoh would not only let the children of Israel go, but he would demand that they would leave. Now go back a few chapters before. You can find that the children of Israel were getting ready to leave and plagues were coming upon them and Moses was talking to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh had agreed to allow the children of Israel to go a few days journey and worship. But he told them, said, you're going to have to leave your cattle. You're going to have to leave your children. You can go freely, but you're going to have to leave this behind. We know the story goes on that Moses would not settle for that because he felt that it was very important that they not take part of what belonged to them, but they would take all that belonged to them. I find it interesting that that God had a plan for the children of Israel, to spoil the Egyptians. The Bible said that he not only uh, gave them the things that they need, but he gave them favor with the Egyptians. And the Egyptians gave them silver, and they gave them gold, and they gave them jewels, and they gave them clothing. They lent to them the things that they needed or the things that they required of them. Give me this. I think they could go to their house and say, you know, I like that chariot. Why don't you give me? And they had such favor and they were so, uh, uh, so, uh, uh, warning them 
to leave and get away from them that they said, go ahead, take it. I don't want it. I, if, if it'll help you get out of my sight, do whatever you have to, you have to do. Just, just take it and leave. It might be kind of like some of us with our children. You get he- tired of hearing them say, Daddy, 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 Mama, 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 can I, will I, please let me do this. Oh God, Mama, please. Oh Daddy, I need it, please. I, I've got to have it. So finally, not because it's what you want to do or you want to get rid of something, but it's to get rid of them. And so maybe this is what was going on in Egypt, whatever they had to do to get rid of the, uh, the children of Israel. They were willing to do whatever it would take. But I find it interesting in the Word of God that the things that they were giving them were things that the children of Israel needed for their journey. Now, the children of Israel started on a journey to the promised land, and uh, they didn't think about the trip. They just thought about the promised land. It's like, kind of like going on vacation this, this past, uh, or this past summer we went on vacation and, and, uh, we went to Yellowstone. It's a long way from here to the upper part of Wyoming. And, uh, you know, you start out and you think, I, man, when I get there, this is, this is what I'm going to do and this is how much fun it's going to be. And you forget about the journey until you're in the midst of the journey. And uh, it seems like you'll never get there. And even coming back home, it seems like the journey's even further. Uh, but, but the children of Israel thought about the promise and the promised land. I'm going to give you a land that is flowing with milk and honey. And so they was all concerned about getting there, but they never thought about how I was going to get there. They never thought about the journey. They never thought about the long days. They never thought about where they were going to sleep. They never thought about where they, where they were going to eat or how they were going to eat. So God, in His wisdom, started to provide the children of Israel with the things that they needed for the journey. Now listen to what I'm saying here because this is important uh, to where I'm going eventually. And so he gave them gold, and he gave them silver, and he gave them raiment. And he gave them the things that they required, the things that they needed. Now, when you look at gold, gold is something you can trade. They had, they had the means to trade with other countries as they were traveling on their journey. And, uh, they, they, they needed, they needed silver, and silver was another, uh, way of trading with things that you would need. You could trade silver for, for food. You could trade gold for, Things that you needed. And and uh, then he gave them clothing. And everybody knows that you need clothing. That's the reason why it's so important to watch the paper for Dillard's sale. Because your wife don't have many clothes in the closet. And she needs more clothing. And then they lent them all of the things that they required. Whatever they were wanting. Because they were starting a journey from Egypt a type of sin to the promised land, a type of the glory world. They were on a journey. Now, the Israelites had no idea that they were going to come up on the Red Sea 
and the Egyptians were going to be chasing them. They had no idea that they were going to wander around in the wilderness for 40 years. But God had already made a way of provision for them. It's amazing to me that the Word of God says that there is no temptation taking you, but that which is subject and common to man. But with every temptation, God has already made a way of escape. Amen. That lets me know that for a child of God, nothing ever slips up on God. For a child of God, nothing ever catches God by surprise. But we need to understand that no matter what we go through, no matter what we face, no matter what difficult we have, no matter what sickness comes along, God has already made a way of escape for all of us. Amen. Amen. This is the reason why it is so important that church, amen, church is so important. That every service is so important to the child of God. Amen. If you miss a service, you don't know what you're missing. If you miss a service, you might be missing the message that you need to help you through the trial that is about to come to pass in your life. Amen. Wednesday is important. Sunday morning is important. Sunday night is important. Prayer meeting is important. Revival service is important. Amen. Because the child of God needs everything. Amen. I want to tell you today, we better take all that we can get because there's coming a day we're going to take all that we have. Amen. We need to get all that we can from God in every service that we come together to worship Him because we need the strength and the help that can only come from God. Amen. 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 The Bible says in Psalms chapter 27 and verse number 6, it says, Now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore, I will I offer in his tabernacles of joy. I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Amen. Whereat in His tabernacles of joy. Where are you going to find joy? You're not going to find joy in the world. You're not going to find joy in the local tavern. You're not going to find joy in a new car. You're not going to find joy in a new job. You're not going to find joy in a new relationship. But you're going to find joy in the house of God. Amen. This is a source of joy. Amen. The devil tells you when you don't have any joy to stay out of church. That's a lie from the pits of hell. i got to get to the house of God. I've got to get back to church. I've got to get back in the services of God. Amen. Amen. In the tabernacle of sacrifice, of joy. Sometimes it's a sacrifice to come to church. Amen. Sometimes it's difficult to come to the house of God. 
Amen. Sometimes it's troublesome. Amen. To get up when you're tired on Sunday morning and go to the house of God. Amen. Sometimes it's troublesome on Wednesday night when you had a hard day at work. When it gets church time to get up and get dressed and go to the house of God. But it's important to go to church. Amen. It's of necessity to go to church. You can't win without the church. You can't win without being faithful to the house of God. Amen. Isaiah chapter 52 and verse number 9, it says, Break forth into joy. Sing together. You can't do that at home by yourself. Amen. Sing together, ye waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord hath confronted His people. He hath redeemed Jerusalem. Sing together. Amen. Break forth in joy. How many times have we come to church down and out and distraught about the things that are going on in life? But we get to church and all of a sudden, something starts to happen. All of a sudden, something starts to take place. All of a sudden, something starts to move. And it changes your outlook. It changes the atmosphere. It changes what you're going through. And you feel like, i got the power. I've got the strength. I've got the encouragement. I've got the help that I need from God to make it. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse number 10 says, Then he said unto them, Go ye, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet. Amen. Send portions unto them who nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. When I look at this scripture, it says, Eat the fat. Amen. We've got to have that for provision. It says drink the sweet. You've got to have water to survive. It says send portions to them that have need and none is prepared. Amen. Giving is in the commandment and the will of God. You've got to be merciful and forgiveful. Amen. And give to those who have nothing. Amen. If you want to be a child of God, these are all provisions for our journey. They are all things that we must have to make it from here to glory. It's things that we have to have to get from here to where we want to go. Amen. It's things that we're going to have to have if we're ever going to get to glory. How many started on your way to heaven? How many's got your mind made up that nothing is going to stop me? Nothing is going to hinder me. Nothing is going to turn me around. But I got my mind made up. I started this journey and I'm not stopping. Amen. I'm on my way to glory and I'm not about to quit. Nobody's going to turn me around. Nobody's going to make me stop. I'm on my way to heaven. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We never know what tomorrow holds. We never know what we will face before this day is done. We never know what we're going to go through before this 24-hour period is stopped. One phone call can turn our world upside down. One accident can make us forget what we're going to do this week.
Amen. So what I am telling you is when we come to the house of God, you don't know what's going to happen. But we're serving one that knows the future. Amen. How many times have I seen God try to reach and try to help and try to strengthen someone that sat there not thinking about what was the importance of the service or the importance of the song that is being sung or the importance of what the preacher is preaching. Amen. And then the next week, tragedy strikes. Amen. And then I think God had the answer. God had the provision. God was trying to touch you in advance. I come to tell somebody that when we come to the house of God, we need to take it all. We need to get everything that God's got. We need to put everything that we can in it because there's coming a day. There's coming a time. There's coming a terrible situation that it's going to take everything that we have. Amen. Amen. I look at people that allow, they allow circumstances to hinder their praise to God. You can never allow mood swings to hinder your circumstances of praising God. Amen. I look at people that, that want to be in the ministry and want to do something for God. Amen. Some of you sitting in this place has a desire to do something for God. And I've told you in times past, and I'll tell you again, what concerns me is how you let mood swings determine how you respond to what God is trying to do. When I'm in a bad mood, God's still God. When I don't feel good, God's still God. When I'm on the mountaintop, God's still God. When I'm in the valley, God's still God. When it comes to church, mood swings. The atmosphere should not hinder us from worshiping and praising God. But we need to understand God's bigger than my problem. God's bigger than my attitude. God's bigger than my mood swing. God's bigger than what I'm going through. And we just worship God. And we just praise God. God, because I've got to have all that God's going to give. On Sunday night, I can worship, but don't think I'm going to do it on Wednesday night. On Sunday night, I can worship, but don't think I'm going to do it on Sunday morning. Amen. On a good day, I'll praise. If I feel like it, I'll pray. If I don't feel like it, I won't pray. No, no, no. Saint of God, hear me. You've got to pray when you feel like it, and you've got to pray when you don't feel like it. If you go in there and don't feel like it, you need to step back and kick the door down and say, devil, I come after it all. I'm not leaving without a blessing. I'm not walking out without taking it all back. I come to get my joy back. I come to get my peace back. I come to get my happiness back. I come to get my glory back. Hallelujah. 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 Can you imagine the children of Israel when they were getting ready to leave Egypt? Them saying, no, thank you. I thank you for offering 
I thank you for being willing to share. I thank you for being willing to give me that that big chunk of gold there. But no, 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 it might weight me down too much. I don't feel like gold today. I'm not in a gold mood right now. I want to tell you on my baddest days, I can be in a gold mood. On my baddest days, I can be in a good silver mood. On my toughest day, I can be in a good $100 bill mood. Amen. And I want to tell you, on my roughest days, when I come to the presence and the glory of God, when God has got a blessing waiting for me to reach out and grasp, no matter what's going on, no matter what's taking place, no matter what's happening, God, I want it all. God, I'm going to get it all. God, I'm going to take it all. There's going to come a day you're going to need it all. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. You think, you think there was times in the children of Israel's life that when they were marching across the wilderness, wondering where is the promised land? How am I going to get to the promised land? How am I going to make it to the promised land? How am I going to get there? You can turn them down just a little bit. Just a little. Amen. How am I going to get to the promised land? How I, and, and man, I wished, I wish I had that, 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 that other piece of gold there. I wish I would have took what the Egyptians was trying to give me. I, I, I need that right now. Amen. How many times have we found ourselves in trouble and say, boy, I wish I could have Sunday night back again. I wish I could have one more time in the presence of the Lord again. I wish I could have one more opportunity to hear that song again. I wish I had one more time to shout and glorify and magnify God again. Quit wishing for yesterday and think about today. I come to get it all. I come to take it all. I come to receive it all. I've got to have it all. I can't leave without it all. I'm not going out without it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But there's parts of God and the things of God. It's fun to worship. It's fun to shout. It's fun to run the aisles. It's fun to leap for joy. It's fun to turn cartwheels. Oh man, it's fun to do all of that when you feel like doing it. Amen. It it makes me, I, I tell you what it makes me, it makes me mad. When I go up to somebody and we're all shouting and I put my arm around them and I feel them tense up. Well, you hypocrite. After all God has done for you, don't come get me. I see them, I'll walk through the crowd and I can see them. Don't make eye contact. Act like you're not there. I still see you there. But the problem is God sees you there. The problem is the one who went to Calvary and shed his blood and says, I've got a blessing this big for you. All you got to do is reach out and grasp it. I've got something that's going to save your family. I've got something that's going to fix your problem. I've got something that's going to give
give you deliverance. You better get it. You better get it. You better get up. You better go get it. You better take it. Because we're going to need everything that God has to offer. Amen. We allowed moods to hinder our worship and our praise to God. Amen. We allow things to come in to our life that stop us from worshiping God. It's just like they did in Jacob's day. The Bible says that Jacob redigged the wells. Amen. He had to go get the clutter. That who put it in there? The adversary, the enemy, put it in there to try to stop up the free flowing of the water. Water was necessary to sustain them and their cattle. You couldn't make it without water. I want to tell you today, you can't make it without a breakthrough. You can't make it without the glory. And the power of the Holy Ghost. You can't survive on last month's miracle. You can't survive on last year's praying through. It's something I gotta do daily. The Apostle Paul said, I die daily. I go to the cross daily. I go to repentance daily. I go to a place of worship daily. Because there's a journey. There's a journey. There's an adversary. There's a devil. Amen. And the only way I can overcome is by the power of Jesus Christ. Paul speaks to us talking to the church at Ephesus in chapter number 6. He is telling them, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What he is taking, telling them is said, take it all. Take it all. You're going to need it all. He makes reference to the fact in verse number 11 and verse number 13. Put on the whole armor of God. That whole armor of God does not mean take out what parts you want and leave what parts you don't want. Amen. You can't take part of the church and leave out part of the church. You can't have part God and part world. You've got to totally commit and totally sell out. God, I want you. I want to put on the whole armor of God that I may be able to stand in this wicked and perverse world that we live in today. Living for God is not going to be easy always. It's a battlefield. Living for God is like entering a war zone. There's an adversary that's standing between us and heaven. There's an adversary that's standing between us and good. Amen. I'm reminded of the old Indian story that said, he told somebody, he said, there's uh, two dogs inside of me. There's a good dog and then there's an evil dog. 
He said, well, which one's winning? He said, whichever one I feed the most, that's the one that overcomes. Amen. I want to tell you, the more you feed the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you, the stronger that you are against the wiles of the devil. Amen. The Bible said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities and against powers and against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. You need to understand who and what the enemy is. Let me tell some of you, your enemy is not in the church. Your enemy is not your brother. Your enemy is not your sister. Your enemy is not your husband. And your enemy is not your wife. Your enemy is the adversary, the devil himself. We need to change our sights and realize it's not on the one across the room, but it's on the one that's causing doom and gloom. Amen. Get get focused on who the enemy and the adversary really is. Amen. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places. It seems like it would be impossible to ever be victorious and ever be an overcomer. I cannot do that by myself. Neither can you. That's the reason why we've got to take the whole armor of God. Amen. There's one thing about God. We might fight battles. We might fight situations in our life. But God will never leave us defensive. And God will never leave us alone. One place in the Word of God, He said, I'll go with you all the way, even unto the end of the world. Amen. When you make a commitment to God, you're fighting with somebody that's going to fight with you until the bitter end. Amen. God will back you as long as you don't, as you want to fight. And when you don't want to fight anymore, God's going to keep carrying you. God's going to keep pushing you. God's going to keep helping you. God's going to keep trying to give you strength in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Take the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the the evil day. And having done all to stand, just keep on standing. Amen. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. But some of us take that scripture is, I'll take my loins girded about with truth. 
but I don't want the helmet of salvation. I'll take the breastplate of righteousness, but I don't need the shield of faith. I'll take this, but I don't need the sword of the Spirit. What the Apostle Paul says, without being fully armed, you're not armed. Without being fully armed, you don't have any armament at all. You can't take part of it. He said when you go out to battle, you've got to put on the whole armor of God. Every weapon God has given us is sufficient for the day that we live in. I want to tell you there's nothing that's happening today that catches God by surprise. The liberal agenda does not catch God by surprise. Amen. The homosexual movement does not catch God by surprise. Amen. The evil that is on Hollywood uh, devices does not catch God by surprise. The evil on the job does not catch God by surprise. But God has already given us the weapons. Amen. He gave us the truth. Amen. He gave us a breastplate of righteousness. He gave us our feet being shod with the gospel of peace. He gave us the shield of faith. He gave us the helmet of salvation. He gave us the sword of spirit to withstand in this evil day. Amen. But you've got to take it all, church. You've got to have it all. You can't take part of it. You're going to need the sword. You're going to need the shield. You're going to need the helmet. You're going to need the best plate. You're going to need your feet shod with the gospel of the preparation of peace. You're going to have to have it all. If you're going to make it to glory, you've got to take it all. Amen. Amen. You can make it in this evil day. In this evil time, in this troublesome time, as they come to the music, I'm getting ready to close. The devil will tell you that you're not going to be able to make it in the world. It is impossible for young people to stay pure and holy in the atmosphere and environment that they live in. With the children of Israel, they were coming out of a terrible environment into a different environment. But I want to tell you, the wilderness environment was not an easy environment either. But God had given them the provision that they needed to get from Egypt to the promised land. And when we come out of Egypt, a type of sin and this world and start to walk with God, God has given us everything that we need to make it from here to glory. Amen. God has given us the Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost which is His Spirit that not only is surrounding us, but it dwells on the inside of us. Amen. God gave us His name. That name that is above all name. That name that every demon shall flee at the name of Jesus Christ. Every tongue shall confess at the name of Jesus Christ. The only name that's able to wash away sins. The only name that's able to heal The only name that's able to deliver. That's what He has given us. But you have to take it all. You can't take part of it. And then He has given us the church. 
Amen. The greatest thing besides a spirit that He has left here in this world for us. But He has given us a place to come to worship, to magnify, to praise, and to glorify Him together together with like precious believers and magnify Him. Let us not take it for granted. Let us not take it like, like it's nothing at all. But let us realize the importance of the house of God and coming to church and realizing when I get there, God, whatever you have for me. God, if you want me to cry, I'm ready to cry. If you want me to shout, I'm ready to shout. If you want a slow song, so be it. If you want long preaching, so be it. If you want me to shout, so be it, God. Whatever you have, I've just got to have everything. I can't leave here with nothing less than everything that you have to give to me. The Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, In verse number 12 and 13, he said, I know how to be abased. I know how to abound in everywhere, in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I can do all things. Through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I know what it is to be in trouble. I know what it is to be in heartache. I know what it is when everything's not going my way. But I can tell you this. I've learned how to make it. The reason why some of you are struggling today is you're a million miles away from what I'm preaching right now. Your mind is so far and your spirit so far from what God is trying to tell you. You're always saying the message is for somebody else. The church service is for somebody else. You need to realize God's trying to tell you. Because some of you are going through hardship right now. And for the life of me, I can't understand why you don't respond when God tries to talk to you. You say, oh, Brother Looper, you know what we're going through. Yeah, but preachers that come in here don't have a clue what you're going through. Other than God tells them what you need to hear. And I see you sit there. And you wonder, why do I struggle? Why is my family struggling? I want to tell you today, because you won't get it all. It's like getting up at a table hungry when there's food still spread across the table. I can take you to the water every Sunday. Every time that you show up, I can take you to the water. But I can't make you drink. And you can blame it on the preacher, you can blame it on the church, you can blame it on your neighbor. But you know it's up to you to get what you need from God. I'm sure there was, there was Israelites that said, man, where did you get that gold? 
Where'd you get that piece of silver, man? Where'd you get that nice jacket you got on? Where'd you get them nice shoes? Man, I got that from the Egyptians. They just gave it to me. Well, man, I didn't get anything. Did you go out and ask? Well, no. I just stayed at the house. I just sat there when everybody else was getting. I just sat there. It's amazing to me the church can be going up in smoke and, man, people shouting and people speaking in tongues, people getting the Holy Ghost. And some people leave. I didn't feel anything. Church just ain't what it used to be. Boy, it just don't happen like it used to. No, you quit getting what you needed to get. You stop reaching. And we stop reaching, God quits giving. Some of you in a very short period of time is going to need what I'm preaching right now. Because you're headed for tragedy. You're headed for destruction. You're headed for hardship. And you're going to wish, I, would, I wish I would have got it all. God had it for me and, and I didn't get it. I wish I would have got it. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. Let's pray today as we all stand across this building right now. Hallelujah. Touch every heart in this place right now, God. Move in every soul today, God. You see every need. You see every need. You see every situation. You see every problem, God. You see every struggle. You know every battle, God. I know that You are a way maker. Come on, somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Could I get a saint of God to help me today? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Touch every heart today, God. Move in every life today, God. You see every struggle right now, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 My mind goes to a young man named David. He tried Saul's armor, but he said, I have not proved this. And he took the weapon that had been tested. And he went out to fight the giant. I find it very interesting that when the giant came against him, he told him what he was going to do and he cursed him in the name of his gods. He said, I'm going to feed your body to the fowls of the air. And David looks at the giant, impossible odds. And he said, this day I'm going to take your head from you. And I wonder if David looked down in his hands and he seen no sword. The Bible said there was no sword in David's hands. Had no sword. But he said, I'm going to take your head off of you today, Goliath. This is the end of it for you. I'm not only going to kill you, 
I'm going to remove any, any ability for you to ever come back. But in the hand of the enemy, God provided the deliverance for David. Because when he hit him with a stone and he collapsed to the ground, David run and took the, hand, the sword out of his hand and cut off Goliath's head with his own sword. Another place David had no sword. And he went to the priest and got the sword of Goliath. Some of you today has listened to the adversary and the adversary hollering and screaming in your face. And you wonder, how am I going to overcome? How can I make it? How can I conquer? With the help of God, Paul said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. You need to run toward the adversary. And you need to take the sword out of the adversary's hand and cut off his head with his own sword. Take it all. Take it all. Because you're going to need it in the future. Everybody lift your hands right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Holy Ghost touch right now. Somebody reach out to the Lord. Why don't you just step out from where you're standing or sitting right now and, and just reach out and see if God will reach back down to you today. <clears throat> Whatever you're going through is no battle and no challenge for the power and the glory of God and the armor of God. And the weapons that God has in His arsenal today. Why don't you make up in your mind, I'm going to take it all because whatever God's got for me, that's what I'm going to need to destroy the adversary of my soul. Hallelujah. 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 Why don't you reach out to the Lord today? Why don't you let God touch you? Why don't you let God help you in this house? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost touch today. Holy Ghost, help today. Holy Ghost, work right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, touch every heart, touch every soul, God, and every life right now, God. Oh, I need all that you have today, God. I want everything you've got for me. Why don't somebody just scream it right now? 
I want everything you've got for me, God. I don't want to leave anything on the table. I don't want to walk out short-handed today, God. But I want everything you have for me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost, touch my Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Work today, God. Work today, God. Touch a soul right now, God. Move in a life right now, God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I need you, Holy Ghost. I need you, Holy Ghost. I need you, Holy Ghost. I reach out to you today, God. I reach out to you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, God. I've had it all but what I, I worship need you today. More I worship you today, Jesus. I worship of you. Of things I've had.